everyone. Uh, well, I'm back with another podcast. Just here to talk about the story I kind of promoted, which is going to be about the worst day. Um, I want to talk about it in in a way of kind of building, building up to the day, kind of talking about events, events that transpired and in and that happened uh, in the months, days, weeks leading up to leading up to what happened. Um, probably one of the greatest greatest tragedies or one of the worst times or the worst type of news you could hear one is that a loved one that you care for that you love that you adore that you cherish that you uh, count as your everything whatever whatever this person fits for you but the worst news you can ever receive one is that you're never going to be able to talk to them again you are you're never going to see them again you're never going to hear their laughter the way that they laughed you're never going to hear their voice the way that they talked you're never going to see the mannerisms again the way that they explain things and the way that they talked and their charisma and their you know you're you're just you're never going to see that again and it's it's a it's a feeling of just just utter utter sadness and so and what's worse is uh, when then you find out uh, like I did uh, the way um, the way that it had happened uh, and of course this is I'm talking about um, my father and, and losing him uh, he was he was only 54 years old uh, when this took place um, tonight actually or today uh, would have been his uh, 58th birthday uh, but uh, we haven't quite we haven't quite hit four years uh, since he's been gone but t- today would have been his 58th and, uh, went out with the family went out to uh, Fort Sam Houston where he is uh, where he is was laid to rest um, and uh, as he served in our military and so that's where uh, that's where he's at we went out there um, my brothers and uh, sister-in-laws and, and my wife and my children and we just just kind of had a time together uh, just kind of sitting around there and um, me telling stories about him and uh, having dinner together and, and anyway I I kind of wanted to get back to this um, the story that I wanted to tell and the, the purpose of this is one is I, I've talked about how it is therapeutic for me it's a chance for me to to be able to say it, to be able to get these things off my mind, off my heart, and get it out. But beyond that, it, it, the hope is that if somebody's listening to this and they are on any side, if they're the person that is struggling with depression, um, struggling with not feeling they're worth anything, or feeling like life is just too much and it's it's suffocating them or or had someone in their life that um or or has someone in their life that they see just in it with a dark cloud around them and 
what, what do you do? What do you say? How do you react? Or if you're in that situation, how do you pull yourself out of that? And uh, so my hope is that in sharing some of these things, that it uh, that it's a help. And that's all I can really say. It's it helps me, and I and I hope it helps someone else. So the uh, there's a few things that I I kind of key points that I. I kind of wanted to highlight, I guess, and then kind of go back and, and tell a story of uh, some some recollections of things that had taken place uh, in, in the time leading up to the the event. So one of the things was is signs, uh, signs that, that I didn't know to look for. You know what what were these signs what were things that were happening that if I had only noticed these things could I have done something the other thing is is was there more that I could have done was there something I could have said was there an action that I could have performed that would have made things different Another thing that I think about was any of this my fault in any way. Was there something that I did that set this on a course? Was there something that I said that allowed this to happen? Was there something that I, I didn't do right or I didn't say right? Was there something that I wasn't good enough for or I wasn't, I wasn't enough for that would cause this to happen? Was, was any of this my fault? And then it turned into things like, is this a dream? Am I going to wake up? Is this just a really bad dream that I just, I, I, it's, it's horrible now, but I'm going to wake up soon and it's all going to be over and things are going to go back to normal. Is this just a dream? And uh, the times, the other thing that stands out is the blank moments. The moments when you just almost have an out-of-body experience, when you just, you're just, you're just there. You're not really thinking about anything. You're not really doing anything. You don't have a desire. You don't have a thought. You don't have a hope. You don't have anything. You're just existing. I call that the blank state. Um, and that's a key. That's a key thing that that happens. And so those are some of the things that I wanted to kind of highlight and talk about and kind of come back and 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 kind of revisit some of these in more depth um, as I kind of approach this subject. So I want to set the stage for a story, um, a story about in things that led up to it. The last year of my father's life was was different. It was, to say the least, it was different than years prior. Um, it was just it was just really different. Things happened differently. Family uh, family gatherings were different. But this last year, things were the best the best they could have possibly have been. And my brothers recall this. And my sister in laws recall this. And my wife recalls this. And you know, it was just it was like. Yeah, you know, he was so funny this year, and yeah, he just did all these things, and and then we look at each other and go, it's like he knew, it's like he knew, he knew, he knew what was going to happen, he, he knew this was going to happen, 
I mean, that's a scary thought sometimes to, to even think that. Well, one week before I'd received the news, uh, I spoke with my dad. I called him on the phone. I, uh, I got stuck. I had just got these Wi-Fi lights. And the way it is, is uh, the internet controls my lighting, which would later be connected to, I can't say her name or she'll go off, but the Amazon thing. Um, let it be controlled to that so I could turn my lights on and off. And so, uh, but it involved wiring it into the wall, into the light switch. Well, this is something I don't know how to do. So I tear the wall open. I try to figure it out and I start freaking out because I don't know, is the power off and what wire do you connect and how do you do this? And uh, all I could think about was electrocuting myself, which is not something I wanted to do. I, I don't know about others, but I am not excited or keen on the idea of hurting myself, uh, especially by way of electrocution. So I call my dad up. Of course, he doesn't answer. My mom answers the phone. And I tell her, Mom, hey, is Dad there? I really need his help. I hear him in the background say, tell him I don't want to talk. I'm tired. I'm going to bed already. And I tell her, you know, Mom, listen, I am about to kill myself. Or, and, and you know, electrocute myself uh, because I don't know what I am doing. I'm going to hurt myself. And I hear my dad sit up in his bed. You can hear the bed creak. And I hear him say, give me the phone. And what was amazing was how, you know, here I am, a 34-year-old man at the time, and calling my dad for help, and my dad still being so concerned with the fact that I might hurt myself uh, was enough for him to spring to action and, and help his son. And so I remember the phone conversation, you know, him helping me and talking to me and telling me you know how to connect the wires and watch out for that and of course his usual normal dad tone are you stupid don't do that uh it's funny i'd give anything to hear him call me stupid again isn't that isn't that crazy <laughs> uh the way only a dad could say it he loved me but yeah he he didn't uh he was one of those that he said you know you can't fix stupid is one of his favorite things to say i know that's not pc uh, but that's my dad, so he's not here. That's the way he was. That's the way it is. So it can't change him, right? So by way of the story, he just, you know, he 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 told me that, but he helped me. I got all the lights wired in, got them all set up, got everything working, and uh, towards the end of the call, you know, I told him thank you so much for helping me. I I really appreciated it. Really pre- appreciated it. Wow, I really appreciate it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I proceeded to invite him to my daughter's birthday. Now, so this was, it was actually a little bit less than a week out, and, and I, so I asked him if he had received the invitation or if my mom had it, and he said, "Well, just you know, tell your mom all the info, and we'll be there." And I said, "Okay." And I got off the phone with him. Before I did, he said, "Son." I want you to take care of yourself and make sure that you're being very careful as you do this stuff and you know don't uh, don't don't uh, get yourself electrocuted and be careful and 
And of course, I was like, yes, dad, of course. And and then he told me something that he rarely ever told me. My dad, and I'll explain this later, but my dad was not, or, or the reasons why that I've come to find out since he's passed, but my dad was not an emotional guy. He was not an affectionate person. He was not... Um, he was not affectionate by physical touch, by uh, things he said. He wasn't the "let me love on you, hug on you" kind of kind of dad or husband or man. He just this wasn't his thing. Um, but I'm going to hang up the phone because I'm used to where my dad is, and he says, "Hey son, I love you," which kind of caught me off guard. You know, I was like, "Oh, all right, dad, I love you too." You know, and I hang up the phone with him not realizing that that would be the last time that I would ever, ever speak to my father at any capacity. Um, the cool part was that we did FaceTime, so um, I actually, you know, was seeing him, so it was like having a uh, face-to-face conversation, at least over the phone. But I had no idea that that would be the last time that I would ever speak to my dad, and... Uh, I had no idea that it would be not even or no more than a week uh, later that I would get the news that uh, that my dad that my dad was gone and that his life had been taken. Um, and uh, you know, going by ways of how this happened and, and what happened to him, um, his life was taken suddenly. It was just one of those things where it was just one moment to the next. As I mentioned before, the time when this happened was actually on my daughter's birthday. It was her fourth birthday. And I remember every year prior to that with my son, who's a little older, and with my daughter, Grandpa always, always called, always saying happy birthday. And he has a nickname for all his grandkids, you know, my brother's kids, and my children and so he had all these nicknames for him and so I remember that morning knowing okay grandpa's gonna call any minute and the phone didn't ring and the phone didn't ring and so finally I called over there that morning and I said you know my mom answers of course and I tell her hey is dad there she says sure and I said can I talk to him so she goes to the room and I hear him in the background saying leave me alone and I'm gonna talk on the phone never and quite able to get him on the phone that morning so I tell her hey let him know that <clears throat> that we're gonna have uh, lunch today we're gonna have it at the such and such restaurant and it'll be at this time and I just you know would love for y'all to come it's Nora's birthday and she really wants to see grandma and grandpa and um, really love it if you guys could be there and of course my daughter and my son love their grandpa and um, so they were really excited to see him, and so I asked her if she'd tell him that. To which she's like, "I'll, I'll let him know." Um, and so we go, we go to the restaurant, we have the birthday time, we eat our food, and we have a lot of conversations. Which is again something that we could dive more into later on another episode. Things that we talked about, and uh, things that have come to fruition, and things that may still. Um, but we're all there and, and, uh, we, we, you know, we do the, we do the party. Um, my middle brother, my middle brother, Jared, he and his wife, Amanda, they proceed to leave. 
they um, they feel like uh, I'm missing. I'm skipping over some parts. There was an argument that had taken place between my parents, and um, you know, so they my mom was kind of reaching out, and so my uh, and this is kind of how the day unfolds, and so there's a lot more detail to go back over. Um, it was it's been very scrambled in my head for years, and so I'm kind of trying to piece it all back together, but. I remember that they had left to go check on them to make sure it was okay. It wasn't uncommon for my parents to have a spat, to have an argument, um, that me and my brothers would somehow be involved in some way, um, trying to play counselor at times. And um, so my brother uh, and his wife and their kids then proceeded um, to go meet up. And I remember, you know, being in there that day and then going to build a bear with my daughter and, and seeing her face light up as she selected the, uh, the pony that she wanted and the stuffing and the music that would go inside of it and all the accessories and the skates and the shoes and the boots and the hat and everything else that would go on this and seeing her light up and seeing her joy and being so excited with her and naming it and doing all that and then my phone rings and the news that I heard and the way that I heard it was the absolute worst and we'll talk about that more in the next podcast thanks for listening